0: you know, when, when Paul writes his letter to the church at Philippi, and Paul was a pretty amazing guy, wasn't he? I mean, when you think about all that he accomplished, you think about the impact that, that he had in so many different places to, to establish congregations, to, to build up the church, to, to sometimes take, take incredibly bold stands, and sometimes to be an incredibly bold peacemaker. Um, Paul is just an amazing individual. But when he writes to the church at Philippi, he he makes reference he makes reference to some of the support that they have given to him. And he says there in this is Philippians chapter four and verse fifteen, he says, Now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, you remember when Paul answered that Macedonian call? And and Philippi would be in that in that northern that northern area where he would that, that first place that he would go when he entered the macedonian call right and paul would leave there and and he would he would go to um to um, thessalonica and he would go to berea right you remember that where, where we had, and he would go to corinth and then down into Achaia, right and so we when, when he leaves that place and he's going on these missionary journeys he said when i did that no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving but you only and and so he speaks of the special relationship that he had with the church at philippi that enabled him to do the work that he did so so sometimes we read that paul was a tent maker right Uh, and there were times uh, where he was a tent maker um in particular when he first went to the city of Corinth. We read about him with Aquila and Priscilla and, and, and working as a tent maker, maybe a, a leather worker, might, might be a more apt designation for what it was, but he, he made his own living. But then, then when they came with support, he was able to devote himself fully unto that work. And so, so let us not think that Paul was always a tent maker, that there were other times that Paul was very much a, a supported preacher. He was supported so that he could do a work but he's writing the church to Philippi, and he's saying, they did that. That, that they, were, they were some who, who supported him so that he could do the work that he did. Giving himself more fully to that work. And But I like the way that he describes it. He says, no church shared with me. For even in Thessalonica, you sent aid once and again for my necessities. Not that I seek a gift, but but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. This, what he wants them to understand is I'm not, I'm not just telling you nice things so that you'll keep giving me support. That's really not, and Paul is the great, great example where he says, that's not really my concern. If I have to, I'll go out and I'll, I'll do it on my own, but I prefer, I prefer you to give the support. So I'm not, I'm not out there begging per, per se, but at the same time, what I would say is what I'm really concerned about is the fruit that abounds to your account, and we want to be careful that we don't get into uh, thinking about works of merit and earning our salvation and those things. But but there is that very real understanding of the way that our work is perceived. That it wasn't just the work of Paul. It wasn't just if if you could use this imagery of of Paul putting things in his account and bearing and bearing good fruit by his hands. But Paul says that the things that he was doing when he was going into Berea and Thessalonica and and Corinth and Athens, that that in many ways the church at Philippi was sharing with him in that work. That when Paul would go into these places and we would elevate Paul for the great work that he did, and I think that's rightfully so, he said we could just as rightfully elevate the brethren who were at Philippi for making that work work A possibility. And and it's this idea that I got to thinking about when I was thinking about Jack coming and sharing with us the things that he's been doing, and I got to thinking about, well, how many of us, how many of us have been in Latin America for for the last month trying to further the work of the Lord there? Well, I don't think any of us have, right? I mean, I spent a week, and I sure didn't spend a month. And outside of that, I don't know of anybody who's been there in in, in a good while, but yet there is a very real sense in which we have all been there. And we need to understand that. And why that's important for us to understand is that we understand some things that are at the nature of what it means to be the church or to be the body that we share in these things. We'll look at some passages like in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, but if you want to turn there, we'll get there in just a moment. But but this idea that we can't all do everything. And that's okay. But that we share in those efforts. That when one of us, when one of us as a part of the body does something, the whole body does it. Um I, I remember a conversation I was having with somebody, and they were, they were saying, well, well, the church didn't do this, and the church didn't do that, so I, so I did it. And I, and I just remember thinking, well, great, that means the church did it, right? I mean, so we, we, we may say what, what we need to do as a group, but listen, when I go out there and do something, when you go out there, as a part of the church, we're all doing that. We're, we're sharing in those things, because the reality is we can't all do everything. You know, there, there are lots of churches uh, that are built upon very dynamic and powerful personalities. That the, They're built upon incredibly talented individuals who can do great things all by themselves. I'm looking at some of you and you fit into that category. But, but here's what you find out. No matter how dynamic, no matter how great the personality, no matter how much that individual can do by themselves, they come against a a limit very quickly of what they can do anybody experience that right i mean some of us experience that out of our out of our severe limitations and some of you who can do great things you still find a cap on what you can do but as the church listen the future of the church is not dependent upon what one of us does The the reach of the congregation is not dependent upon what one of us does. The reach of the Lord's church is dependent upon the body. It's dependent on what we all do as we strive to serve the Lord. And we're going to find ourselves being very different in those things. Listen, you know these words, and we won't spend a ton of time here, but but Paul, Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 about the nature of the body And he says, the body is one and has many members. But all the members of that one body, being many, are one body. So also is Christ. For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one Spirit. For in fact the body is not one member, but many. So it's not about one person. Oh, what a danger we find ourselves when we find churches being built around one person. And and I'm just going to tell you, even even in places where that's successful for a time, that will eventually fall because people fall. People fail. And they may, that doesn't even mean they have to fail morally, they just fail. Um, at, At very least, people die, right? I think of some great congregations that were built upon some great preachers and then things went great until brother so and so wasn't there anymore because he died and he went to be with the Lord but what happened to the church it it went down he he says I want you to know that the body is not one member but it is many if the foot should say because I'm not a hand I'm not of the body is it therefore not of the body if an ear should say because I'm not an eye I'm not of the body is it therefore not of the body of course not if the whole body were an eye, and, and where would the hearing be? If the whole were hearing, where would the smelling be? I mean, he's just kind of being ridiculous, right? But I, I always picture, you know that, uh, I think it's like a Sudafed commercial, where, where it's got the, the guy and he's just a big nose walking around the house. You know what I'm talking about? Some of you do. The rest of you think I'm crazy. But but, but it's just a big nose. It just looks weird, right? I mean, listen, you, gotta have, you need to have a nose, but... The body's a lot more than that. And so that, that's a wonderful thing about the diversity of the body. That Listen, that there are some of you who are going to be incredibly active in foreign missions, and you, you've given your life to that, and that's, that's an amazing thing. Some of you will never leave Lowndes County. But you can do a lot of great things still for the Lord. That's what we see in the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing? If the, if the, if the whole were hearing, where would the smelling? But now God has set the members, each one of them in the body, just as He pleased. Well, why didn't God make me like this, or why didn't God make me like that? You know, I kind of, I kind of like to be the, you know, the the one who's up front, or I'd like to be the one who's in this place. We can't all be that, but the truth is, whatever you are, it's because God's. What's He saying? God's placed you there. So, I mean, I'm I'm looking. Um, I see Travis and I see Donnie. I was going to say Shirley, but she don't want me to say her name. So I see I see Travis and I see Donnie. I'm sorry. Sorry, I couldn't resist, but, but they're really different guys, right? I mean, Travis' his mind is like boom, 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 idea, 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 bouncing ninety miles an hour, and, and adds so much to the church because of that, right? Camille, accurate, you know, boom, that's it, yeah. But but Donnie is like, you know, Mister Smooth, right? Everybody relax, you know, everything's gonna be okay, you know, we're slow and steady when. Are they both important in the body? They're both essential in the body. They're both essential in the body. Because I'm going to tell you, as much as I love Travis and as much as I love Donnie, you don't want everybody being like either one of them. Right? <laughs> Jamie, don't amen that. Okay? But, but you, you just, you, you don't want that. You don't want everybody being like me. I don't, You don't want everybody being, but he's saying God has put you in that place to have that unique position and to understand that as we go forth, even with our differences, as we go forth serving the Lord and sacrificing in the Lord, this is, how, this is how God is glorified. This is how the church is built up. And so when we see people, you know, we, we, we have people like, like, like Jack who, who spends all this time overseas, because I, I don't spend that time overseas, okay? No, thank you. I don't want to sign up for that. That's just not what I want to do. But it's a great work. But there's a sense in which when I help him, when I help to enable him, I'm doing that work. And there's a sense in which when he helps me do what I do, he's enabling that work for all of the members to be active. Can I tell you, one of the reasons we have, I'll just to be quite honest, we have staffing issues in our congregation, okay? This is my opinion. I don't think this is any big secret. We could use some more staff, okay? But one of the reasons that we have been able to thrive... And we are thriving as a congregation, okay? Locally and globally, we are thriving as a congregation. One of the reasons that we have been able to thrive as a congregation, when all, when all the textbooks say you shouldn't be able to do that with one minister, it's because it's because we have 300 plus ministers. It's because we have lots of people who are doing lots of things in the name of the Lord. It's not built upon one person, Right? So, I mean, I, I know I I've, I mean I have one or two Bible studies coming up this week. But I also know of other people in this congregation who also have Bible studies coming up this week. Right? They are not in my position, but that's what the church does. We 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 have we have visitors. I love it when we have visitors that come in and and listen, well I saw I saw it this morning. I I I go I, I go make, you know, if I see a, if I see a visitor, I'm making a beeline for them, right? And I think that's what everybody ought to do. But here's, here's the, the struggle I have. Other people have already made a beeline for them. Other people are already saying, we're so glad you're here. Why don't you sit with us? Would you like to have lunch with us? You know, what, 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 we, do you want to know more about the church? Because you don't just have one minister. Everyone is a minister. Everyone has a part in the body. And we may do those things differently. And when we have different personalities. But, but that's a completely fine. That's the way God intended the body to be. I, and I think that that's just so encouraging for us to begin to see ourselves in that way and then to find that place that we occupy in the body. I can't do this. I don't do that. I have severe limitations. I get all of that. But when I begin to find my place in the body and we all do that, that's, that's when the church grows. You remember in Acts chapter 6 when, 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 when the church was growing and Listen. Anytime you have a growing church, you're gonna have you're gonna have problems. You're gonna have things that are gonna come up, and and they had a real problem that they had widows that were being neglected. And as bad as it would be to say that we have widows that are being neglected, they had more than that. They had widows that that were being neglected, and there was a racial component to the widows that were being neglected. Okay, so we got problems we got some people that are really upset because it's not just people are being neglected, uh, there is our people are being neglected. This is a Jerusalem church, right? Led by whom? Led by the apostles, right? I love our elders, but they're not the apostles. And so, I'm just thinking, if they, if they have things that slip through the cracks, I'm thinking we're probably going to have things that slip through the cracks and ways we have to adjust, and ways that we have to compensate, and go back and say, well, let's try something different. That, that was going on in the, in the early days of the church, right? And so, what do they do? Well, the twelve summoned the multitude of disciples, and they said, it is not desirable that we should leave the Word of God and serve tables. Okay, so what did they understand they understood that we have limits. You would think if there were people who didn't have limits, it's the apostles, right? We have limits. I, I, it is not possible to give 110%. We talk about it all the time, right? I mean, I guess we have our. you could have 100%, 100% attendance and 10% giving. That may be how you do it. But, but in terms of what you're able to do with your time, listen, go ahead and, and try to, try to live 25 hours tomorrow. You can't do it it's impossible. And that's what they're understanding. And they're not saying the widows shouldn't be, shouldn't be taken care of. And they're certainly not saying that just the Greek, Greek widows shouldn't, shouldn't be taken care of. But they're saying, listen, if we do that, then we can't do this. So we need someone else. And so, and so they, they appoint these, these seven deacons, right? These seven servants. So seek out brethren from among, from among you of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, who, who we may appoint over this business. And, and they, they appoint deacons in, in the church, and we read about these men and the result of this, when, when the apostles are working and they're attending and to the spiritual things and the deacons are working and they're attending to, to the physical things and don't think there weren't a whole lot of other people who were also serving, what's the result of verse 7? And the word of God spread and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem and a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. The church grew not when it was built upon 12 men and 12 men alone. The church grew when, when people began to take responsibility. Oh, and by the way, these folks didn't say, well, I mean, I take care of the widows. I, I mean, I really, I can't, I can't be doing anything else because, because I take care of the widows. And that's just all, that's not what they did. You remember one of these guys, Stephen? Remember those in our in our Sunday morning Bible class or our Wednesday night Bible class with the teenagers? You remember remember Acts chapter six is about Deacon, but Acts chapter seven is you know the stoning of Stephen. So this guy who said I'm going to take responsibility for making sure the widows get fed, which somebody's got to take that responsibility, he also said I'm going to take responsibility for preaching and proclaiming the gospel. And one of these guys named Philip, you get over into Acts chapter eight, and we start talking about the eunuch. Guess who it is that God's got going forth? telling this person about the gospel so it wasn't that they were just pigeonholed and said well you know i do this so i don't do anything else no oh i i I don't like people tell me that uh, tell me about what their job isn't okay you may tell me you can't do a job that's fine but don't tell me what your job isn't because we we all got a job and we never know where that's going to lead us probably some places we expect and probably some places we don't want to expect but i'm just here to serve and and that's that's what we're seeing in that first century church where every member had a place. And I'm just encouraging you, I guess I'm saying we should be encouraged, that that's one of the things that's enabling the church here to thrive, because of the work that you are putting in to, to the church, that you're putting in to God's plan and scheme here for Valdosta, Georgia. But I'm also saying that you need to find your place. I... We, we were talking uh, during lines of leaders this afternoon about schedules and man being tired and you know I, I got I go to bed and I get home and I just want to go to bed and want to get you ought to be tired. We, we, we ought to be a people who are being worn out, but not in our own service, in the service of the Lord. I think that's biblical. Lord, wear me out because there's a rest that's going to come later on. I don't have to rest here. I'll rest later on. So I'm going to give my life, I'm going to give my life to the Lord's body. I, I said very early on, I I want to be a part of a church where that church can be my life, where it can be my family's life, where, where it can dominate what we do and what we think and how we spend our time and how we spend our money. And, and, and that, that doesn't mean that I don't ever take time for myself or, or for my family or any of those things, but it means that the predominant part of my life it just revolves around the bride of Christ and so I'm thankful for I'm thankful for people like Jack who take six weeks to go and 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 live in Panama because I don't want to do that I'm thankful for that and I'm I'm thankful for for guys who show up and and make sure the lights are turned on because I don't want to get here a half hour early and I'm, I'm thankful for, for people, for our boys that pick up the, the cards because I don't do any of that. I mean, you could just go on and on to find a place in the body. That's what makes the body grow. What's your place? I, I would challenge us to ask that question. We all have a place. We don't do all things, but we share in all things because we are brethren. And I hope we can be encouraged by that if you're not in that body some of you may not have a clue what I'm talking about i hope that you grow to learn i hope that you come to understand what it means to be a part of the body and not just to be someone who's present i want to be a part of something friends if you're outside the body of christ then repent be baptized have your sins washed away and he will add you to the, he will add you to the church but don't think that's the end don't think now nah, I just got to sit back and show up. That happens a lot with our teenagers, right? We, we want them to be, you know, get baptized 13 or 14 and, you know, until they're 25, just show up. Well, that's not God's design. No, live the Christian life. I say, teenagers, that happens to grown-ups too. God has more in, in mind for you and for me. He puts us where He wants us to be if we're willing to work. And if I haven't been working, maybe I need to repent of that. If I, ha- if I haven't been an active part of the body, maybe I need to ask Him for forgiveness. Because I want to be a part of his body. That's what causes the church to grow. Friends, if you have a need tonight, won't you come as we stand and as we sing?